Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's go. Brought to you by P for P. Let's go. Brought to you by P for P Muscle Productions and Entertainment. The number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now. I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda. As always, the show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're interested in learning more about them or the drug-free lifestyle, check them out at www.p4pmuscle.com. All right, and tonight I am back on the air after a little bit of a break. As many of you know, I had a baby in April, so I took a, a month and a half off but we are back with the perfect topic for a post-pregnancy, which would be postpartum body image. And guys, this is huge. When I posted that I was going to do this show, I got so much feedback, whether it be through private messaging, on Facebook, Instagram, a lot of women coming forward and wanting to talk or just having questions. And I feel like that this show is going to generate a lot of interest. So we may even go into a second show in June, depending on how tonight goes. But what I'm going to start off with is introducing these lovely ladies who are calling in tonight. All our mothers, um, different walks of life, different careers, different training, all different area, different number of children. And what we're going to do is have an open discussion um, with three leading questions tonight regarding postpartum body image and different things that all these ladies have had to deal with and getting their input. And I am so excited for the show. I'm going to kick it off. Normally my shows are 30 minutes long because we keep it short and sweet for you guys. Today this is probably going to be about 45 minutes given the number of women we have calling in, and it's just not going to be enough time. All right. So I have on this call, and I'm just going to say first names first and let them introduce themselves in a second. I have Jen Marie, Steph, Jess, and Melody calling in tonight as our panel of women. I'm going to start with Jen. So, Jen, can you please introduce yourself first and last name and let us know a few sentences about you? Yep, I'm Jen Klinsman. I live in Austin, Texas. I have three girls, uh, now 13, uh, 10, and 7, so I'm a little bit removed from pregnancy, but there's a whole, you know, another slew of things that happen after your kids get a little bit bigger and you get older. Um, I'm a realtor. I run and lift weights. Um, what else? That's kind of, a, that's, that's it about me. Yeah. Well, Jen, and Jen, another thing about Jen that is that she has been on the show before um, talking about Spartan racing. So she runs yes, and lifts the world's weights, mother, but she's, yeah. Yeah, she also has done a lot of um, Spartan-type races, obstacle races, so that's another thing. 
about Jen, oh, you I might recognize her from before. The, yeah. Yes, I was going to mention about the t- types of childbirth. So my first daughter was a C-section. Um, second one, I had a VBAC at the hospital. And third one, I had a home birth. So I've done every way that you can have a baby. I've done it. Uh, so, yeah. Perfect. I, <laughs> I can't wait to get your input on all of that. All right, Marie, up next, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Marie Ramos. I'm a family doctor um, that um, works in Nashua, New Hampshire. I still deliver babies um, in our local facility, and most importantly, I have three kids. I have a son that is 11 years old that was born six weeks early. I have a daughter that is eight years old that was born two weeks early, and I have um, another daughter that's four years old who was actually born on time. Um, So I can um, definitely talk to my experience of having three vaginal deliveries, um, one that was a surprise and super early as a mom, and then also give some information from the medical side of things on how a family doctor takes care of a family through um, birth through um, the whole range. Thank you. I'm very excited for you to be on, Maria. You're definitely going to be able to add in an extra perspective, which is fantastic. All right, Steph, you are up. All right. um, My name's Stephanie Fritz. Um, I like to go by Steph. Uh, I have one son, and he's four. I'm an art educator. Um, and currently my main sport is uh, jiu-jitsu. I'm a white belt. I love it. Um, it's the most exciting thing I've done with my body in a very long time. Um, prior to that, I also ran Spartan races, but it was always for my own personal gain. I was always a winner in my own way, <laughs> never on the podium, which um, is, is a significant change in jiu-jitsu. Um, I recently came first in my division at the Boston IBJJF, which was pretty cool. Um, other than that, I like to lift weights, and I run, and I do things because my body allows me to. Um, I had a vaginal birth, and um, in in the lead-up to having my son, I really wanted to hypnobirth, and so I spent a good eight and a half months preparing to hypnobirth. And then probably about eight hours in, I was like, you know what? Modern medicine is here for a reason. So epidural it was, and I don't regret it for a single second. <laughs> Love it. All right, and we'll <laughs> definitely be getting into that as well. Thank you. All right, Jess, yes. you are up. Hi, everybody. My name is Jessica Goodrich. I live in New Hampshire, and I am the mother to a two-year-old boy, um, and the stepmom to an 11-year-old and 9-year-old boys. I am an accountant and an auditor part-time. The other two days I spend with my son and managing a network marketing business on the side as well. I'm also a homestead farmer, um, so we have quite a few animals, and um, we grow a lot of our own food seasonally around the property. So a lot of my activity right now is focused on uh, maintaining through the growing season um, and doing minimal workouts, quite honestly, in the gym. A lot of it's just kind of functional work around the property. Um, So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm a, oh, and I'm a former professional figure competitor. 
I was going to say, there's something you're missing in there, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> it, seems <laughs> like, it seems like it was so long ago. <laughs> it, I know. I know. I think you and I stopped competing at the same time. It does feel like forever ago. But, yeah. All right. Melody, you are the last one, and you are up. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello. My name is Melody Critchley. I am soon to be Mrs. Owen. And... I just had a baby. She is one month old, and um, I started working out again, even though the doctor didn't clear me. (laughs) Um, I had a natural birth, and, uh, yeah, before that I was exercising um, as I am a personal trainer, and I am also a former um, bikini competitor, and so I am happy to be on this call and to introduce myself. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, Melody. All right. Funny you said you haven't been clear. I was just cleared after six weeks. I had a C-section, and I did my first workout yesterday. And, dear Lord, I am so sore today because I stopped. I did not work out at all for the six weeks, but I also stopped lifting weights, I'd say, at eight months of pregnancy and just focused on, like, cardio. So it's been a while, and I am dying. I was benching, like, 65 pounds, and it crushed me. But that's for later in the conversation. So let's jump right into this. This show is about postpartum body image, and I think one of the main things that comes to my, comes to my mind when I think postpartum body image is social media's effect on women and thinking that we need to jump back in and have this perfect body right away and looking at these so-called influencers on social media and um, of course people always project and put out the good things a lot of the times versus the struggles and that can lead people to to have a certain feeling about needing to to jump back into this life of perfection after having a baby so what I want to get your input is, um, from your personal experiences, did you feel pressure from society, social media, people in your family, friends, to get your so-called pre-pregnancy body back, and how did that affect you mentally after you gave birth? And um, what I'm going to do, because we have so many callers, is as people just jump in, just say your first and last name, and go ahead and chat, and then when there's a pause, other people can jump in, and we'll just go back and forth. Uh, this is Jen at uh, Clinsman. So when I had my first daughter, she's 13 now, so we didn't have social media, thankfully, really. Like, it just what didn't exist. And um, But I just, I just didn't know. So when I, I brought my pre-pregnancy jeans to the hospital, thinking, oh, well, I'm having the baby. These should just fit. And uh, they you know, wouldn't go over my knees because I'd gained 70 pounds or something ridiculous. Like, why I thought I could just put those jeans back on. <laughs> I don't know why. And I was like... <laughs> She weighed seven pounds, and, like, I lost all this other stuff. Why have I only lost two pounds? <laughs> How did I not lose any weight? I just had a baby. So mine was kind of just miseducation, I think, with the first one. You know what? I might be in the same boat. This is Steph Fritz. Um, so I had such severe swelling in my feet, and I had carpal tunnel in both hands to the point that I was in braces. Like, I wore wrist braces for the last maybe three months of my pregnancy. Um, and I was, I was constantly told, like, don't worry. As soon as you have the baby, it will go away, um, and you'll be able to regain use of your hands. 
and we had been to a friend's wedding, um, our neighbors across the road, two two days before my son was born, and I actually wore the groom's um, sandals to his own wedding because I couldn't fit any shoes, and <laughs> so <laughs> it was pretty awful. It was one of it's those like Adidas shoes with the Velcro, and you know you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, like, readjust them so that your foot will fit. So it was on the very nth tether. And I thought, you know what, if I could just go in with a pair uh, with some footwear, at least I would look somewhat decent. So I managed to make it <laughs> through through the wedding. Um, and then I got to got into labor. I had my son. Uh, I, I walked myself down to, to the room after I'd given birth. And I thought, yes. Let me go put my, uh, we call them jandals in New Zealand. Let me go put my, my jandals, my flip-flops on. No, my feet were still swollen for six more weeks. Um, and I put on 61 pounds. So at a whopping 251 pounds, there was no way my former jeans were going to fit. But I, I did also bring them with me. <laughs> it's for nothing else but inspiration. <laughs> Yeah, this is Marie, um, and it's really funny because I had my first baby while I was in medical school, and actually it was really also funny because um, I never wanted to have a baby in the hospital because I knew what happened. <laughs> so I actually was planning on having a home birth for the first baby because, you know, why not? Um, <laughs> and when he came six weeks early, um, that was actually the day that we were going to, like, get all of our stuff together. Um, but, you know, I knew what happened from a science standpoint, but nobody told me, like, what actually happens after the fact, right? So, like, um, so I didn't know what to expect after my first baby. And the one thing that no one told me was how heavy and, like, how floppy you feel afterwards. Um, like, I remember, like, you know, because I was, I was really tight. It was my first baby, you know, and I didn't share this, but, you know, I ran marathons, I climbed mountains, I did triathlons, so I'm really active, um, and I was young, and so, you know, I was, I was fit. I ran until, I ran, like, you know, five miles up until I was, like, 28 weeks, maybe 32 weeks pregnant, and so after the baby came, though, everything was just so heavy and loose and just, like, blah, right, and so nobody told me about that, and I was super surprised um, that it took a while for my muscles to remember not to be so stretched out from having a child within my innards. So <laughs> I remember it's going funny. on my this is Jen Quinsman. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, I was. I remember going on my first run. You know, it was probably like a month or two after the baby was born, and uh, my butt, like. I was like, I need a sports bra for my butt, like something to support it, because I'd never felt that kind of like heavy bouncing before. Being a runner, like I never had a butt, like you know. And so I'm running and just bouncing, like it hurts. <laughs> like I need to wear support shorts. Definitely. <laughs> I I think I'm like every. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is Jess. Um, I had a a slightly different experience, I think, because I went from this really crazy athletic physique competing at the professional world's level in figure to essentially seven months later um, being pregnant. Uh, so it was quite a dramatic shift for me going from being on stage at probably, you know, 11, 12% body fat at the most to being 
37 pounds heavier pregnant in the course of, you know, a year and a half at the most. Uh, So my postpartum experience with body image was in a way almost traumatic because I didn't have a good segue back into normalcy really before I got pregnant anyway. Um, So I, I kind of went from one extreme to the next in less than, yeah, in like a year and a half. It, it was pretty crazy. I just want to say, jump in and say oh. that I, I feel like I was to- – a lot of people said to me, you're going to snap right back into it. Like, everything's going to be fine. You're going to lose your baby weight in two weeks. Like, you're going to – like, people kept saying these things to me because I am, like, athletic. And that – I heard it over and over and over again, and that, like, did not happen. <laughs> like, it's been, I'm at the exactly six-week mark now postpartum, and I gained 36 pounds in my pregnancy, and I've lost 25. So, there, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But I am still, as uh, some of you said, like, kind of, like, flabby. Like, it's, like, it takes a little bit. Like, things are not tight. Things are not back where they are, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think I heard so much, like, everything's going to snap back. In, like, two weeks, you're going to lose all the baby weight. It's like, no, that's, that's, definitely, not, that's definitely not what happened um, at all. But, yeah. Can I add something really quick? This is Marie. Yeah. Um, just from, like, a medical standpoint, too. So, like, so we all know, right, that weight isn't necessarily equate fitness, right? So, you know, for me, after having my baby, I lost all of that baby weight within the first month. Nobody necessarily discussed how after babies, our body composition is different. And that's mm-hmm. because of, you know, we have hormonal changes happening. Our, um, our fluid levels are shifting throughout our body. And so our hips are wider because we just, you know, carried weight um, on it. So all of those things, um, it takes time for it to get back into, a, into alignment. Um, some people suffer from, you know, when their abdomen is too stretched, right? So you get what's called diastasis in the abdominal rectus muscles. They, they separate too much. And so there are different things that happen to us physically that take time to go back. So what I've kind of tell my patients now is that, you know, post-pregnancy, if you've been fit, it makes it easier to get, to get back into some sense of normalcy. But what it was normal before pregnancy, you're, now we have a new normal. And it'll take time to, to get back to that. And if you're breastfeeding, for instance, or, you know, if you have to take medications for different reasons, then that also plays a role. So, um, you know, I think that's really important for, for people to understand, even when we are athletes and, you know, we have different different levels of fitness. You know, yeah. going off of what Marie just said, I was thinking, I read somewhere years ago that um, your breasts aren't fully developed until you've had a child, um, just all the difference and the, the milk production and all the things that happen um, when you have a baby. And I realized in time that, you know, your body matures with that as well. Um, prior to having my, my son, I wasn't, I was not a, a figure athlete or anything along those lines. Actually, I'd lost 
70 pounds once before when I was 19 because I'd always been really heavy. Um, And so once again, I was back in the same boat. I was like, oh, look, here we are yet again with the need to lose significant weight. And I can tell you up until maybe the last month and a half, I think maybe now I'm back at my post-pregnancy weight and it's not for the lack of trying. It's been four years. But my whole entire body composition is significantly different. My endurance is much, much better. My strength is hugely improved. Um, and just my overall concept of what my body is capable of is now, I, like, I have this full understanding of what I'm, I'm actually able to do. And my understanding of how my body even functions is is so different than it was prior to having my son. It's like I was... I had my own rebirth, so to speak, in terms of my own body. Did any of you put a lot of pressure on yourselves, like unnecessary pressure to snap back into it? Or were you all kind of just like, no big deal, it'll happen when it happens? Did any of you feel that heavy pressure? Uh, this is Jen Klintzman. So I, when I had my second one, <clears throat> my second daughter, I was teaching group fitness. I was a personal trainer um, so I was working at a gym and, you know, I was just staring at myself in the mirror a lot, teaching these classes. And so I would, it's just, it's kind of an abnormal situation when you look at yourself in the mirror that much. And so it, I was picking myself apart constantly. And so I did lose the weight very quickly, but I'm sorry, this is with my third one <clears throat> that this was going on. So with third baby. So I started, I got, you know, great shape, really, you know, got my diet really clean, you know, lost the weight. I was very thin. I'd say I probably had some of the lowest body fat that maybe I've ever had, like since my early 20s. But what happened was my, it changed my breast milk. So with the other two girls, I nursed them happily. They, you know, the first one I nursed for a year, the second one I nursed for two years. It just kind of kept going on. And the third one, you know, she was maybe seven or eight months and my, I would pump and my milk was like water. It was like blue water. I didn't have enough body fat, I think, to produce good milk for her. And so I, you know, I felt really guilty because I was like, I want to look good and I want my, you know, this fat to be off my butt. But in order to do that, I was, I ended up having to put, you know, give her formula um, and stop nursing her because she was hungry and angry because uh, my milk was water. Hmm. Interesting. So. This is uh, this is Jess, and actually, I had a not sim- not totally similar experience to you, Jen. But my breastfeeding experience postpartum was absolutely horrific, and this ties into the body image piece for me pretty pretty um pretty closely. I sort of didn't really know what to expect, honestly, in terms of postpartum body image. I sort of had resigned myself through the support of a really, you know, my husband was very supportive and my family was supportive and my midwives were excellent and I really had formed a great bond with them. But uh, Ryan and I had a terrible breastfeeding experience, but I was totally married to this idea that I had to nurse my child. And I actually gained, and I know, you know, talking about weight isn't, you know, probably the best factor, but I actually gained 15 pounds in my postpartum breastfeeding period with my son. So I actually weighed more when I stopped nursing my son and had probably the worst body composition I've had since before I even had ever picked up a dumbbell um, through the process of breastfeeding. We struggled so badly. 
I had to eat so much to keep my production up, and even then, it wasn't it wasn't enough for him. Um, he was hungry. He was angry for like the first probably four months of his life. We thought he was just colicky. Well, come to find out, I wasn't supplying him enough. So, not only had I, you know gained all of this weight, none of my clothes fit. I was bursting into tears when I looked in a mirror or when I tried to put clothes on. But I also couldn't feed my son. So for me, the body image piece was like, everything sort of felt like a total failure for me on that part. Um, There was a lot of, quite honestly, therapy (laughs) that I had to be involved. Um, You know, I elected to speak with somebody once a week because I just I couldn't manage this idea in my head that I was failing on so many levels at that period in time. And, you know, now looking back on it, I probably think that postpartum depression was playing a much larger role than I was able to see or acknowledge in that time. Um, So that was, that was a huge struggle for me too. Yeah. Um, does anyone else, if you feel comfortable or if you've dealt with it, and I'll absolutely share my experience, um, experience any type of postpartum depression, do you feel? Yeah. I, I would like to jump in, too. <laughs> uh, this is Melody, by the way. And um, I want to say that exercise is amazing. And working out... Uh, before I know it's different for everyone, but I feel like I've recovered really quick because I stay consistent with the exercises. Um, there were times where I um, was almost told by the doctor that I wasn't allowed to work out due to the situation going on with my pregnancy, and so I had to be aware of that. But um, thankfully, um, it went through. And so my best advice is to definitely exercise before and then once you're clear, you know, work out afterwards. Um, But the body image, um, I felt like I wasn't forced. Like I went because I felt ready, you know, and then obviously the um, breastfeeding helped. So, yeah. I'm with Melody on that one. I think that um, for me, um, I don't know if it was so much postpartum as a seeking of independence. Like I just created this little life and I, I love working out. I've, I've enjoyed it for so long. I think I'm in good company here. Um, And I usually, I did it for me to make me feel good. And when I was pregnant, I thought, you know, I'm just going to work out the entire time. And I got to 34 weeks and my hands no longer could hold anything. And I just felt so defeated. By the end of my pregnancy, I couldn't even hold a spoon to feed myself. It was terrible. And um, so afterwards, uh, I, I just set myself my own goal. I was like, by the time I can walk down the end of the street, um, because I could start wearing shoes again, um, I'm going to walk myself to the gym. And once I've walked myself to the gym, I'm going to go back to my workouts. And uh, my gym, Dynamic Strength and Conditioning, is really quite fantastic. And the people there were amazing. And 
I said at that point, I was like, all right, what do I need to do for me to make me feel good? And I had run my very first Spartan in 2014 um, when I was eight weeks pregnant, and that was the beast in Killington. And afterwards, I was like, all right, I'm going to sign up to a Spartan sprint. And I remember sitting there looking at the inverted wall thinking, this thing was terrible at Killington. I don't even know how to climb over it. And I must have had a team of like 10 people like pushing on my on my butt and trying to like encourage me over the wall. There was people perched on top of the wall. And I'm just looking at them like hanging off the edge. I'm like, guys, my boobs will not get over the top of this wall. <laughs> and that moment, like all of a sudden I just got them over the top and the rest of my body went. I thought, that's it. That's what I need is was just a goal and I needed to succeed and it was it was one of those steady builds from there and you know body image for me was all about confidence and goal setting so you know and honestly it kind of still is I'm never going to be exactly as I'd love to be but I will always strive to get there yeah I totally um agree with what you said Steph um this is Marie so just wanted to speak a so a couple of questions that you had. One was um, pressure and getting back um, to body, you know, to what I felt was an ideal body um, image. So, you know, I, I think I, well, I do suffer from body dysmorphia. And so, you know, I, as a young child, I was heavily and morbidly obese. I was like 80 pounds when I was three years old. And so, I actually stayed the same weight for, until from like three to seven years old, and I actually I think I have like some trauma from that. Like I, you know, I got made fun of, and you know, people would always tell me. I can remember like people telling me, you know, not not to eat certain things, and so I think that traveled with me um, into adulthood. And so postpartum, even though I, you know, did this awesome thing and in, in having this child. Um, postpartum now looking at a body that is effectively deflated, right, Um, that really, like, messed with my psyche. Um, So especially the first baby with having him early, and that was also unexpected for me, I think the only thing I felt like I had um, control over was my activity, and um, my my first baby was in the um, ICU for two weeks, um, which was also really hard for me. So I think I overcompensated by exercising, and like I was I was stressed, so I didn't eat a lot, and so that affected so much. Um, so you know now looking at my third pregnancy was so different and so much of a positive experience in understanding just how powerful we are as women, um, being able to carry, um, carry, you know, life and then go through all these changes and then come back, you know, to something that is, I like what, um, what was said, you know, something newer and stronger, right? Um, that's awesome, right? So it's all about perspective. Um, so that was like one thing I wanted to share. And then the other thing was, how exercise, um, I definitely agree, um, exercise for me was, is a way of release 
and it's a way to center myself. So, you know, when I go to the gym and, you know, I, I love CrossFit um, and lifting and, you know, just being active, but when I do that, that's that's really, that's like my church, you know. That's, you know, I, I kind of joke around with my family, moms went to church, you know, um, because it's a way that I can center myself. It's a way that I can, you know, really concentrate on what matters to me and I feel better. Um, so those are a couple of things I wanted to share, um, just how important it is to not lose yourself, um, you know, after having a baby, having a family, trying to juggle all these hats, but then also doing something that really fills your cup. Um, so that it's just so powerful. Amen to that. Yeah. I, I think it's very important, um, and I'm lucky to have a supportive husband. I, I'm not saying that any of you do not, but everyone's family situations are different with what people are able to do and not able to do. But just being able to get out of the house, um, I'm only six weeks into this, and um, just the, the first month, and it's still hard, but the first month I just felt very, very trapped, even though, you know, my husband is extremely helpful Um I just felt very like almost like doing the same thing over and over again every single day. And like, I'm just home a lot and I like to be out doing things and I just couldn't. And um, being able to express that with my husband and being able to leave him with the baby for an hour and go do something, whether it be go get my nails done or go for a walk by myself or do something for myself. And now it's, I'm able to go back to the gym, but, I think it's important um, for women in general um, to to take the help, whether it be a husband, a girlfriend, a partner, um, a family member that's able to to help you, you know, hold the baby for a little while and, and get out and do something for yourself to make yourself feel human again. I think that that really helps, and it's something that has helped me um, as I've been going along with this for sure. I wanted to ask a quick question. This is Marie. So um, one of the things that I find really annoying in, like, American culture when it comes to birthing and, like, postpartum stuff is this whole concept of, like, six weeks postpartum and life is supposed to be completely back to normal, right? Like, mm. we're, so, so America is the only country in, like, the industrialized world, right, the big powers that doesn't have paid family leave and that oh, requires awful. moms and dads and people that are in parenting positions to go back to work after six weeks or even less and it's not paid um so like you know if if you want to talk about that experience like how that also kind of plays into this whole like body image and like got to snap back really quickly type thing when it comes to like pregnancy so i think that's a real that's a real thing <laughs> You know what's frustrating is yes. like so I I'm a teacher I purposely planned to have my child in May so I looked at my husband in August I was like let's go and we were fortunate <laughs> it happened in one and done and it was good and so by May I was like all right I've planned it out so that I now can have six weeks unpaid leave and then I get to be paid over the summer because I teach. Um, and then I went back to school, and I think this sounds kind of ridiculous, but it was so real for me. Um, going back to school in the summertime, I like to wear summer dresses, and because I was pumping in a very small toilet, 
I had to wear a shirt and a pair of pants because I had to look professional. And at the same time, I couldn't be hoiking up a dress every couple of hours to try and pump milk. And I just thought about it. In New Zealand, you know, you get 12 months. I, I want to say there's six months paid leave and then 12 months family leave or something along those lines. I don't know. I never had a baby in New Zealand. But that's my my sister and my sister-in-law went through it. And, you know, it's even better in the U.K. They send you home from from the hospital with money in hand. Um, in Holland, same thing, two years. In Sweden, you get three years. It's incredible because being a mom is the hardest job. And I don't think being a dad is that much lesser. I also have a very supportive husband, um, and he will argue to the days he hates the advertisements on TV where he's like, the dad looks like an idiot. Why are we doing this? Right, yeah. And our family, the dad is pretty much the savior because it allows mom to go and work out for her sanity. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I'm glad that you brought this up, Marie. I'm really, really glad that you brought this conversation up because it's something that really pisses me off, um, in general regarding the United States and the, the vision of pregnancy leave. And I work for the government and I am, um, I get unpaid leave. So I've, uh, been lucky enough to work for the same job for t- uh, 10 plus years. So I have a lot of sick time built up and I took 12 weeks paid. Um, FMLA only technically covers eight weeks um, unpaid for me, but because I have sick time and just awesome bosses in general, that taking 12 weeks or more was not going to be an issue for me. But um, the one thing that really drives me nuts, especially with my work, is there was a girl that only worked for a couple of years. She did not have a lot of sick time built up. And she only took six weeks off unpaid. And when you go unpaid at my job, you lose your health care benefits. So not only was she only off of work for six weeks after having her second child, which is arguably much more difficult than just having one child, um, when she is not paid, she lost her health care benefits. So she actually had to pay my our job to keep her health care benefits while she was off work on maternity leave, which just seems so incredibly wrong to me. Um, so... I don't know if anyone else has a has a similar experience, but just going unpaid in general and now losing your health care benefits at the same time just seems so, excuse my language, but ass backwards um, that our country does this. Totally. And, you know, as a doctor, I see this all the time, and this definitely plays a role in, in, in body image, right? So you've got a woman who just birthed, right, um, healing and goes home, whether whether you have the baby vaginally or via C-section, right? If you had a baby via C-section, major abdominal surgery, you go home after two or three days, you're breastfeeding and trying to figure out what, what to do. If you're not breastfeeding, now you're engorged and you're trying to figure out what the hell to do with these, like, mondo breasts. You've got all these hormonal changes happening. You have financial burden sometimes and then pressure to return back to work and try to act like everything is normal while you're still healing and then figure out what to do, right, with your child. And then on top of that, everyone's asking you, well, you know, 
when are you when are you gonna kind of get back into the scene when it comes to fitness, right? Um, so there's like all this pressure on us, I feel like, as as moms especially, and I think it's very specific to mothers, right? We don't, yes, our, our partners, our partners, you know, are supporting us, but, you know, they, people don't understand unless you're going through it. Um, and I see this all the time that, you know, we're stressed, right? Moms are stressed, um, trying to figure out how to balance it all and trying to figure out how to balance it all and still look like you're cool and calm and under control, which is completely, that is really backwards to me. Um, <laughs> very, very different. Yeah. Anyone else? Hello? I know you guys have thoughts on this. Oh. Go for it. I, this is Jess. I, I actually don't, I mean, I have thoughts on it, but I had a, I was very, very fortunate. I work for um, a family business and my mom basically said, take 12 weeks. I'm just going to continue to pay you. Your health insurance is going nowhere. Your job obviously is still here. I, I manage my own clients anyway. Um, so my clients, I started basically priming my clients in September when I was expecting in March and basically saying, you know, I'm going to be out in March again. I'm an accountant. So March is not a great time to be away from your desk from, you know, March to April 15th. Um, so I basically primed all of my clients for months before to make sure that I could handle every single thing possible as timely as possible. Um, I, I had a very fortunate situation there. And, of course, when I returned to work, mom said, oh, my gosh, bring baby to the office. So, you know, baby was in a bassinet on my desk when I finally did return back to work, um, which, again, I was very fortunate. My husband owns a very successful business as well. So I was able to return to work only part-time and maintain all of my benefits and, and things, again, because it's a family business. So my thoughts on it are basically – in this country, we're not we're doing a huge disservice to young families um, when they are bringing a child into the world, and mom and dad cannot take enough time. I certainly know six weeks was not enough time for me to even. I I, I don't even think I knew my name after six weeks. Still, so um, <laughs> pretty much, I had no idea what I was doing, where I was going, what even what time of day it was. So. For me, I was very fortunate, but I, I hear all of you and I, I feel all of you because I've seen so many young families go through it. And it's heartbreaking. It's, it's unfair and, and it's unfair to the child, too, you know. So, hmm. um, Let's switch gears because, like I said, when I was talking to all you ladies before we got on the show, we're going to snap our fingers and the show's literally going to be over because the conversation goes that fast. But before we wrap up within the next three to five minutes, is there, if you could go back and give advice, like if you could give yourself advice postpartum or just advice now that you'd give to expecting mothers, what would it be? Like something that you would, you would say, some sort of advice from your personal experience. This is Jess. I'm, I'm just going to say this one real quick because I know – um, I know exactly. I would say give yourself grace. There's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's so, and I think that word grace in itself is so beautiful and powerful. And I think 
I did not remind myself often enough how incredible I was for having a healthy pregnancy, for, you know, carrying my son to healthy term, for doing the best that we could in a very, very traumatic labor situation. Um, we both came out fine from that, but it, you know, in the moment it was, it was very scary. And I, I should have given myself more grace. I should have been more patient with myself. I should have been more understanding of my, my own feelings and my body. Um, you know, beating myself up was probably the last thing I needed to do in that situation. So I would say, give yourself some grace and ask for help when you need it. My God, ask for help. I might second that in terms of grace because I, I think originally I was like, you know what, my, my postpartum advice is start, don't eat as many cheeseburgers in the first trimester. But grace <laughs> is important because cravings are real. <laughs> um, you know, I've, for me, I've I've been pregnant twice, but I only have one son, and the second pregnancy was horrific. It was, um, it was after I had my son, and it was I was sick. I couldn't eat. I was constantly vomiting. I swear I was depressed. I was constantly, um, I couldn't deal with any smells. So I'd come home from work to going into the bedroom or into the bathroom where I could be locked away from even the smell of the oven being turned on. We shifted the microwave into the garage because the smells were so intense. And I think grace is so important because, you know, you're sitting there. I, In both occasions, I felt sorry for myself in the drive through of McDonald's because it was the only place that I wanted my cheeseburger from. And, you know, when you realize you have a problem when you – when you're yelling at the at the window saying, this is not fast food. And at the same time, you're feeling really sad for yourself when you're all lonely because everybody smells terrible and they should all go away. So, you know, grace, grace is very important. <laughs> I love it. And I would say too, um, this is Marie, um, that it's important to ask for help um, the first six weeks is as much of a transition for you as it is for the baby. And I tell everyone, and, I, and I, my third child, I did this for myself, first six weeks is to sleep, eat when you can, take a shower when you can, and do whatever the hell you need to do to make yourself feel as badass as you actually are because you just had a baby. So <laughs> not too many people can do that. Um, you know, so, you know, uh, I, again, we, you know, there's physic, physique, physique will come and go, and what's most important is understanding the legacy that we have created through the life that we have as women, and that is a very strong and powerful force. Awesome. Anyone else, like ladies? Uh, this is Jen. I'll say uh, that, you know, I, with the thoughts of, like, how fast your body will come back, like, it took, what, nine or ten months for it to become what it is when the baby comes out. And so to think that it can change, like, nothing changes that quickly about your body. It takes a while for your hair to grow. It takes a while for you to put on 30 to 60 pounds. It's going to take a little while for it to come off. And it's okay if it took you a year to get there. Give yourself a year, you know, and focus on, like, feeding your baby, spending time with your baby, like 
you'll lose the weight if you are a fitness fanatic and you, you know, love being in shape. Like it'll happen again, but just give yourself time to focus on, you know, yeah, getting used to having a baby and being healthy, and then you'll get into your bikini again when it's time. Awesome. Anyone else, ladies? You guys were absolutely amazing. Um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy lives to talk about this. And clearly, we could have been talking about so many more topics for for hours on end because we all have so much to say and all the information that you ladies gave was extremely helpful. Um, and we will definitely be doing a follow-up show. For those listening in, uh, there will be a part two to this show in June for sure because, like I said to these ladies when we were talking about the sort of questions that were going to guide us through this, is that we're going to start talking about one question and then it's going to divert into a different different mm-hmm. talk, different situation and we're not going to get through, you know, half the topics that I think we should cover. So everyone listen out for a part two. I am so excited. And thank you guys again for jumping on and doing this with me. I think it's an extremely important topic for women to get out there and give their experiences on because something that you said will probably resonate with one person listening in. And that's what matters that, you know, someone listening in will take a tidbit of what you said and it will change them or give them hope or help them through a difficult time. So I appreciate you guys doing this with me. Thank you. And, uh, Thanks, Mel. Yeah, thank you guys. And everyone stay tuned for part two in June. I'm happy to be back. Everyone have a fantastic night. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. So thank you guys again. All right. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.